Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. I am your host, Damon Pistolka, and I am so incredibly excited for our guest today because I have none other than Bob Berg with me today, author, just sales expert, whatever you want to call it, Bob. Just thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. You're very kind, Damon. Great to be with you. Yes, yes. Now, I'm going to run down a few things here, and I, I know you hear this a lot, but Bob has authored many books. I'll just say many because it's more than several. Starting out, I believe, with endless referrals, you know, and you then you went into the Go-Giver, the Go-Giver series beyond that. Your keynote speaking, you've been doing that for a number of years, and you're, you're talking about things like accelerating sales, uh, shifting your sales teams from price to value, and you really have taught people how to change their approach at how they interact with people because you started out in networking, I believe. And I just thanks so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you for that nice introduction. Well, Bob, let's start back a little ways if we can and tell the people that are listening to myself. I'm curious as to, you know, you started out, wrote the book, Endless Referrals, but start a little bit before that. What really got you into thinking about referrals, thinking about network, and then we'll we'll go on after that. Um, well, after a very mediocre couple of years in uh, broadcasting, I graduated into sales and uh, realized I knew nothing about sales. So I, I really stumbled around for a few months. Uh, one day I was in a bookstore, not really even sure what I was looking for. This is 40 years ago. And at that time, sales books and those kinds of that just weren't known to the masses. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I came across two books. One was by Zig Ziglar and the other was by Tom Hopkins, two of the true icons in the sales space. Yeah. And I, I got their books and I began to not only study them, but really devour them. And um, I learned a methodology for, for selling, uh, which was, you know, really based on creating immense value for others and, and, um, uh, you know, what it showed me uh, and what was encouraging about it was the fact that it was a, a system that anyone could use. Right. And and I, sir, I personally, uh, Damon, define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how to principles, the key mm -hmm. being predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired results of B, then you know that all you need to do is A and continue to do A. And eventually you're going to get the desired results of B. And that's what it taught me. And, and my sales in a very quick period of time began to go through the roof only because now I had a, a methodology. I kind of knew what I was doing at this point, right? But this, this also showed me I had a lot more to learn and I just, just ate up sales and loved it and 
The best part, though, was the personal development aspect because yeah. um, both of those authors and every author I would read after that would talk about listening to back then it was tapes. Right. And so I yeah. was going and and uh, but getting books on personal development, such as how to win friends and influence people and think and grow rich and psycho cybernetics and and uh, yeah, just wonderful, you know, Ogmandino's books. And it was just such a great experience. And what I really began to, to learn is that success was an inside job. You had to build yourself on the inside. Success would manifest outwardly, but it got yeah. built on the inside. And we are responsible for doing that. So that it was just, you know, a lot of fun. And uh, eventually I started learning ways to to um, create relationships and and that turned into to studying networking and and which, you know, again, networking has has that, you know, comes comes with a kind of a preconceived notion. So many yeah. people think of networking as that fast walking, slick talking sales guy who glad hands and backhands and slaps hands and shakes hands and sticks a business card aggressively into people's mm -hmm says, hey, give me a call, cut you a deal, when that's not networking at all. I, By my definition of networking anyway, it's simply the cultivating of mutually beneficial give and receive, win-win relationships, the focus being on the giving of value to others. So you approach any kind of networking relationship first is just that, the beginnings of a relationship. Uh, and you do this through uh, communicating value right away to that other person mm -hmm. and that is what i love about the your your whole philosophy and your process as you said it it, it starts by providing value so when when you when endless referrals you wrote that book and then what inspired you really to write the go-giver so so after so endless referrals was really uh, that was a system for for people mm -hmm. who were entrepreneurs and salespeople who knew they had a great product, a great service. They knew it brought magnificent value to to those they served, but they may not have felt comfortable going out into their local communities and building the kinds of relationships where people would want to do business with them directly and or refer them to others. So it was it was the how to how to build those relationships. It was based on a premise that I've been saying for 35 years or however long I've been doing this. And that is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like and trust. And it was simply how to get them there. But I always but it was a how-to book, and and well, those are are fine. I've certainly learned from hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, mm -hmm. of how-to books. I also knew that from reading business parables and always enjoying them, that that parables, which of course are stories, always seem to connect on a much deeper level. And I think most of us intuitively understand that uh, stories relate on a heart-to-heart -heart level. And whenever I'd read a parable, I always felt connected with the author, with the characters, and. And with the lessons, I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could take this basic no like, and trust idea and turn it into a story? Well, I sat on that idea for a long time, but fortunately, I came across a guy by the name of John David Mann, who was the editor-in-chief of a magazine I was writing in our uh, monthly column for. And even back then, John was widely known within his circle of influence as a brilliant, magnificent writer and storyteller. And a great guy, too. And so I, I shared with John this idea 
uh, you know, for for a book that I had it was just very sketchy. I mean, there was really nothing there to it other than a title and and some ideas of how it would develop. And um, uh, he and his back then fiance, now his his uh, lovely wife uh, uh, Anna, they they were visiting her mom in Tampa. I live in Jupiter, which is across the state, uh, just north of West Palm Beach, and they they. They were visiting her mom in the Tampa area. They took a, a four-hour ride uh, one afternoon. We had about a three-hour dinner, talked about the idea for the book and and so forth. And, uh, you know, he was still very busy, so he had to think about it. But they discussed it, and he called one day and said, yeah, you know, I think we got something here. Let's do this thing. So, uh, you know, he was the lead writer. Believe me, this guy's a storyteller. I, I'm a how-to guy. I'm step-by-step. Step. I'm one, step one, step two, step three. Yeah. Uh, he's a brilliant storyteller, but you know, it took us about maybe three months to actually write the book uh, because of, of John's brilliant writing. And uh, then about, I think we were rejected by 24 New York publishers before the 25th one took a chance on us. And uh, you know, that's kind of how that got going. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting how the two of you combined were came together to make the parable that it is and, and how, I mean, it reads so easily. And so it it is, it's, it's, so um it does really deep connect deeply with with you thank when you, you read it thank you and you know he was a great entrepreneur himself he led a huge sales organization back in his day so you know it was really uh it, it was a really fun collaboration yeah yeah no doubt so as you're going around and you're you're talking about the book with people and you you're speaking what are some of the the comments you get back from people that have read the book, put these things in practice and, and really taken the go-giver um, lifestyle to, to heart. Well, one of the things we love to hear is when people say, you know, I was doing all those things anyway, when I read your book, um, it, the, the book itself just kind of told me I was on the right track, you know, that I was doing it right, you know, because a lot of people, and really the first adapters or adopters, I guess you'd say, of, of the of the book when it first came out, because we got all sorts of emails from people who were, you know, big leaders and huge sales producers and all those people. And they said, you know, this is what I've always done. And this is what I've told others that I've done. And nobody's believed me. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, because people grow up with that idea that you have to, to do well in sales, you have to be you're ruthless and horrible yeah. and right you know as yeah. though people really like to do business with people who are ruthless and horrible and you know <laughs> but but you know and then the second wave of adopters were the people who wrote to us after they received the book from one of their mentors or, okay. or sales leaders and so forth so so yeah we, we we always enjoy hearing that another thing we we hear from a lot of people is that the fifth law the law of receptivity was the one they had the most trouble with which of yes. course it's how most people are and that that and that the, the that chapter kind of gave them permission for the first time to see receiving as something good, not as something you have to try to deny or or that it's some necessary evil. That receiving is great when it's the result of providing immense value to others. This is why John David Mann and I in, in Go Givers Sell More, the follow up, said that money is simply an echo of value. Right. It's the thunder to values lightning, which means really nothing more than that. The focus must be on the value you provide another human being. Right. The focus, the value comes first. The money you receive is simply a natural result of the value you've provided. Mm -hmm. 
And that is so true. And and you talk about the the re, people having trouble with receiving. That was one of my most challenging things that I was reading through. And I realized that even more as I was reading the book. It's like it just always felt guilty about taking not taking but getting the money for the yeah. for the value you provide but when you look at it in the way you talk about it in the go-giver you realize it is just the the fruits of the labor and it's what you exactly. get well and look you know you look at the negative messages uh, the the world is absolutely filled with anti-prosperity messages we yes. get them from everywhere people look down their nose at you know prosperity and abundance and money and business and oh if you made a lot of money you had to have done it on the backs of others or done something to fair i mean we get these messages my friend randy gage who's who's one of the foremost authorities on prosperity and abundance thinking he he has this great vignette about how in every single movie uh, at least the the big blockbuster ones um, you know, there are generally two types of people portrayed, right? There are the the good people, uh, the kind people who are usually also the poor people and there's the struggling people and they, you know, but they're always honest and they're happy and they're poor and they're, you know, all these, right? But these people are always being, uh, then there's the other characters. They're always being, right, pushed down, pushed over, uh, pushed aside, stepped on, stepped over, taken advantage of by who? the rich people who are always yeah. portrayed as evil and heartless and ruthless and horrible and they have no soul and you see this all the time and, and he does a just a beautiful vignette on, about it but you know one of the one of the great examples he gives is in the uh, first Spider-Man movie where um Peter Parker is is sitting on the couch with his uncle Ben and they're talking about you know their their financial situation mm -hmm. and uncle ben says well peter we may be poor but at least we're honest and what a horrible horrible message that is for some young teenage boy or girl to be to be hearing right mm -hmm. uh because what does it tell you it, I mean, the basic the underlying the foundational premise of that statement is that if you're a good person and an honest person you're probably you're you're in big trouble bud you're not going yeah. anywhere you're not making any money you're gonna yeah. be right but and but if you if you have money if you if you really you know well you must have done something wrong to get it so you think well but it's just a movie no first of all it's just about every movie but it's mm -hmm. also the messages we get from everywhere from schools from social media from politicians from you know and it's 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 crazy and so you think about it so you grow up with these messages all the time from from your upbringing environment yeah. schooling news media television shows movies all these places and now you're you're in a position where you're adding immense value to the lives of lots and lots of people and the money's coming toward you but now as this does these old messages these anti-prosperity unconscious messages yeah. are playing in your head well what did i do to get them i remember if you've been brought up that one of your core values is honesty right and being a good person and being kind well what did i do for this to happen uh, was i dishonest and you're not thinking this consciously this is all going on you know in, underneath. Uh, did i did i do something wrong have i stepped on people have i taken advantage of me what are people gonna think of me what are right and we yes. sabotage we push it away well you know that that's that's what we tried to bring about in, in law number five in that message it was the fifth one it was the last law the other laws were all about the the value you're giving and providing others and how you're doing it but this one said okay 
once you have done this, you have created that benevolent context for your mm -hmm. success, right? So you need to be able to embrace that. Yes, yes. I just loved what you were talking about there because this is something that every person has been programmed Mm -hmm. I and I use whatever word you like. I, I just use that word, but they've been they've been taught that, like you said, in schools and movies and everything else, that money equals bad. And if you've got money, it's equal bad. And you know that's simply not the case. And people, as you see the go-giver and you see the the way that that can help transform lives and how it is, what you find is yes, there are going to be some people that are just bad people, but there's bad people everywhere in that same absolutely. Same and what you find is the people that have really been successful are creating that that kind of value. There's those people are out there and they are they have figured this out. And it's so good that your your book can show people that show people in a highly relatable way. And then to hear you talk about it, because it it just is so hard to get over. It's hard to get over for people. Yeah, no, it, it really is because of the messages that we receive and, and that programming, you know, that even that we're receiving, it's not it, it's not as though it's being done consciously to, you know, to keep us in a state of 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 um, lack or anything. It's just what sells. Yeah. You know, it's just it's it's a movie. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a wonderful life. Right. Where mm -hmm. where um, James Stewart's character, George Bailey, was going to, you know, travel the world, right? And then build skyscrapers, and he was ambitious. But the evil capitalist banker, Mr. Potter, yeah. right? Yeah. Just all he wanted to do was 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 step on him and 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 rob the you know the the home the you know the townsfolk and to, that's what sells it's the it's yeah. the tension that makes a, a movie happen and a book and a tv show and mm -hmm. and it gets votes for politicians and it you know it does all those does all those things so uh it's just the world as it is and and you yeah. know we accept the truth that that's how it is but that doesn't mean we have to be stopped by it it yeah. means we can we can consciously we can take the unconscious and turn it into consciousness and and now move forward uh with it but you know the, the when, when people say well this but focusing on the other person, isn't that unrealistic? Well, let me ask you this question. Do you think anybody buys from you because you have a quota to meet? No. People only buy from you because they believe they'll be better off by doing so than by not doing so. So when we say, you know, for law number three, the law of influence about placing the other person's interests first, that's not about being self-sacrificial. It's not being about a, a, about being a martyr. It's not about being a, a, a you know, a, a doormat, you know, what have you. No, yeah. it's, it's understanding that, you know, in a, again, in a free market-based economy where no one's forced, you know, they don't have to yeah. do business with you, right? Uh the only way they're going to do business with you is when you have been able to effectively communicate to them that it's in their best interest. Yeah. So. so you've got to place their interests before yeah. your own. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine, Don Williams always talks about, he says, people want to buy. They want to buy. If you're, if you, and if you are the right person that, as you say, they know, like, and trust, it's not the fact that they don't want to pay the price. It's not that some other things, they just want to make sure that you are the right person with the right, right thing for them. That's right. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, 
Bob, I sure appreciate you stopping by today. You got a busy schedule and I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us today and sharing. I, I know you've got some things on your website. I want to make sure we talk about that because you on Berg.com, it's B-U-R-G.com. You've got your daily impact uh, email. And yeah, go there and check that out. What else do you have going on besides that that I want to make sure that everybody hears about? Well, they can they can um, check where it says books and they can get a free chapter of any of the books to see if they like any go. of them. There you go. And, uh, there's all sorts of, you know, all sorts of goodies and information there. So we uh, we invite you to uh, come to Berg.com, B-U-R-G, hang out and have some fun. Yes, yes. And I do. I will say to everyone, make sure you pick up the books, the whole series, get them all and, <laughs> uh, and you. go through them because uh, it's it well, well worth it. And the, the stories, the stories just this flow so easily. <laughs> you know, you read some of the some business books that aren't are written, like you said, in parable. Don't read easy. These are well, well written, great stories, great message and, and great process, as you said. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks everyone for being here today. We had Diane here. We got Karaga here. We had David here. Thanks so much, everyone, for being here. We will be back again next week with the Faces of Business. Thanks so much, Bob, for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you, Damon. All right. Just hang out for a moment.